Welcome to the Poet and the Reader podcast. If you like chatting about all things bookish, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Shanice. And I'm Vina, and welcome to our Women's History episode. Women's History Month episode. Women's <laughs> History. I was missing a word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're very excited. It's going to be recommendations for you guys, all women, and they're all debut. So there are people yes. that you might not have heard of before. And Speaking about debut, I went yes. into a hole and I was saving this to tell you. Uh-huh. So before the podcast, I don't know how I got this. Well, I guess I was searching for like debut like authors. Okay. Found out that Dolly Parton and James Patterson book came out earlier this month. Yes. I don't know. Okay, so you knew about that. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't tell me. I are you a fan? I I am a fan of Dolly Parton. I love her. I did not it's know like, this. Yeah, this is brand new information. <laughs> so I'm a so I'm not like a. I can't say. I think that if you are a fan of somebody, like say for example, you like one or two of their songs, you're still a fan of them because you like two of their songs. Yeah. Now, you may not know this, but one of my favorite songs in the world mm-hmm. is "I Will Always Love You." Okay, which is originally by. Written, produced, sang by Dolly Parton, not Whitney okay. Houston. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. So, like, if you listen to both versions of it, they're two, even though it's the same song, they're, like, two completely different songs. Damn, so, like, if you heard... To to it. Yeah. So, like, you hear Dolly Parton's version, and it's ju- it just gives me, like, an overwhelming sadness. Like, I'm so hurt. Mm. But then when you hear Whitney Houston's, it's like... I will always love you and I'm sad about you leaving, but it's not like as earth shattering as her song. It's like a much slower song where like Whitney Houston like belts it, kills it. But like yeah. Dolly Parton has this like, I don't, it's like an essence in this. So like, it's so soul crushing. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. After we're done, I'm going to go listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's so funny because this is like my favorite song, right? And I'm like belting uh-huh. it in the car. But I yeah. like, you know, it's such a sad song and I'm just like, I'm feeling this energy. It's just like, and Cass is just in the next seat and she's looking at me and I'm like, listen, I'm in character. Leave me, leave me alone. <laughs> you're in your own indie film. <laughs> yeah. Your homework is at, directly after you finish this, after we finish recording, you have to go listen to both versions. Okay, I will. I promise. How do we move on? <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell me your last read. Okay, so since our last episode, I read three more books. I am I'm, halfway through my reading goal. Let's I take a moment. I am so happy to think for that you. Through. <laughs> like, and the fact that you just have more than one book in your last read. Like, I'm just so I fucking know. proud of you, bro. I'm like yeah. a different person. But also, you really are. I might be changing my goal. I, I said it in the beginning of the year that I was going to change it to 32. Um, but yeah, I'm getting to 22 very quickly and it's freaking me out. Um, alrighty, so I read three books. The last three are Razorblade Tears by S.A. Cosby. Um, when I finished this book, I texted you and I asked you why you didn't purchase it when you were going to purchase it because yeah. I wanted to know your thoughts and I wanted to know if you like <clears throat> had gone through the reviews, which I is another thing I want to ask you about because I found myself thankfully reading the reviews after reading Mm -hmm. the book because if i had done it before i would not have read it 
Right. And I, I it makes me mad that Goodreads can have that power. <laughs> yeah, it does, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the book, I mentioned it last time, but it's about two fathers who are seeking revenge of their uh, sons who were murdered and were in a relationship together and had a daughter together. And when you start the book, you're thinking, okay, were they murdered? Wait, they had a daughter together? I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Yes, they did. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so at the beginning of the book, it kind of feels like, oh, they were murdered because they were gay uh-huh. and, um, their fathers were homophobic and did not like welcome them into the family once they found out. And, Whose father uh, has it? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Right, but, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> <but> a very, <laughs> it's not a, a new, a new topic here, right, but I mean. the way it was approached, it was like, oh, my kids had to die for me to be like, oh, wait, I should have been more understanding or I should have told him I loved him even though I didn't understand his lifestyle or the way that he was and reading it was very difficult I don't know I feel like I understand that people still think this way but Mm -hmm. it's just tough to still read about because it's not something that I want to read about because I see it happening in real time (laughs) you know what I mean I mean but Um, even if you don't want to it still happens like you know yeah 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 absolutely I know it still happens it's hard um, it's hard to read I understand what you're saying but yeah so it's set in Virginia and um they're trying to figure out like who murdered their sons Mm -hmm. um so yeah I read it and it's a crime thriller which I also found out I'm not a reader of I just I'm okay I I can watch true crime and I like watching like true crime shows and stuff like that. But knowing that it's fake and that there's a possible like plot hole that could happen makes me mm-hmm. come out of the book and be like, wait, I, 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 I overthink this too much for me to enjoy it. So I can't, I can't do this. Um, and the whole time when there's like a part of the plot where it could easily be resolved and it's not because Mm -hmm. that's the only way to move the plot. It bothers me. So Mm -hmm. I'm just not a crime thriller reader, but I give it a chance. So so. (laughs) let me just segue into this. Is this, is this your first introduction to like this genre? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm trying to think back. I probably read something similar for book club and I also did not enjoy it. So, okay. (laughs) So my next question is like, do you think it's just maybe this, Maybe that it's just this book or that book. Would you be willing to like pick up another um, true crime um, thriller? I can see myself picking up another, but it's not something that I'm gonna okay. like seek out. Like if it's very highly recommended, okay. then I'll be like, okay, I'll give it a try. But it's just not my jam, sadly. Okay, I get it. <laughs> uh, the next book, though, it is a hundred percent my jam, <laughs> and it's tomorrow, tomorrow, okay. and tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. I have been talking nonstop to you and Jalissa in a group chat about this book. I even made a playlist today dedicated to this book. I have turned off my notifications. <laughs> don't worry, guys. Like, I don't even, I don't even get um, <laughs> This kidding. book, dude. I It comes out in July, sadly, so people have to wait for it. And she wrote, um, I want to say The Bookish Life of A.J. Fickery or The Book Life. Something A.J. Fickery. Very popular. came out like back in our BN days and um I did I did read that and I enjoyed it but not as much as this one so this one I feel like landed Mm -hmm. on my lap at the right time if I had read this book at any other time I don't know I would have liked it as much which is crazy to even say 
But I love when books do that, when they hit you at the right spot at the right time. And you're like, damn, I really like, needed this. I truly did because I was, I've been reading so much this year and like, I haven't fully like immersed myself in characters, like in, in worlds mm-hmm. I have, like in fantasy novels and you're like in it, whatever. But I needed like character yeah. development. I needed like to grow up with the characters. And that's what this book, it takes you like on a 30 year journey of following three people who are not perfect, who are just so realistic that you're like, yeah, I know this guy or I've been this guy. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I gotcha. Is, is there a plot? There is, but it's not the heart of the story. It's just you follow these characters and you see what they go through and how they pull apart, they come back together. And I've, I looked also at reviews <laughs> after I read it just to see what people okay. thought. And they're always saying like, oh, it's about gamers and I'm not a gamer, but I enjoyed this book. And I I feel like that's a disservice to the plot because it's not solely about games. It's like, it's more about the characters to me. And there was a point where I was like 300 pages in and I had to like literally, I gasped, I closed the book and I was like, I cannot continue. (laughs) Like I, I, my eyes were watery. I was so into it that I was feeling every, Mm -hmm. every emotion impossible. I was feeling it. And I'm like, I need to calm down. (laughs) These people are not real. But dude, I was like in tears. I was like, oh my God, this book is insane. Um, So it's tabbed. uh, Almost every chapter is so good. So well written. I post about it all the time. So if you're on Instagram, you've seen me post about it. And the author... It's the first author I see who's a private account. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, how do you how do you mm. interact with your readers? But she's liked every post and she's commented and she's really sweet. Um, but yeah, pick this up in July and you need to read it too. And you might okay. not like it. <laughs> Why not? But, but I oh, love man. plots. I love like not plots. Like I love like um, books that are centered around like the character yeah. development like that's why i loved little fires everywhere this so much like it, you really got to know all of these characters and there was another book that i liked that reminded me of little fires everywhere um but yeah loved it that one is by celeste ning by mm-hmm. the way and she has a notebook coming out which we're yeah. going to talk about later but yeah obviously i gave five stars i don't even feel like i should say that but i did it's my first five star of the year holy crap that is crazy i don't remember what my first five star was but that is crazy you know i think that ever since i spoke to jalissa i'm much more like uh stingy with my stars i'm like i'm getting like these guys over here (laughs) so i almost didn't give it five stars and i'm like I had a talk with myself. I'm like, you are being a jerk this year for no reason. Yeah, you're being an This asshole. book was fantastic. <laughs> you're still thinking about it like three weeks later. And you made a playlist. So it's obviously a five. Mm-hmm. I sat down, Shanice, and like wrote down three pages of like <laughs> just my thoughts that nobody's going to read but me. I just, I needed to put it down because it was all living in my head and I was going crazy. And I'm like, I need I to write that, down. Though. So I wrote a whole review that yeah. nobody will read because it's full of spoilers and... Yeah. Are you going to put it? You should put it on Goodreads. I put like a paragraph of it that's not spoiling anything. <laughs> um, no, but you can put like a spoiler oh, thing true. on there. Like a spoiler Maybe alert. when I get closer to July when it comes out, I'll update it. But yeah, you yeah. should do that. You should do that. Because then people who like listen to this podcast can go back into true. like can go on to Goodreads and read your review oh, for it. So smart. An exclusive three page. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did a whole character like 
I, I don't even know what I did. Describing each character and they all have their different pages. And Oh, man. I went in, dude. Damn. So, five stars. Good job, girl. Um, <laughs> okay, good. The next one. Oh, God. My third book was The Unsinkable. That's the one I'm just the like. The Unsinkable. Girl. Greta Jane. Let me sip my um, hot water and lemon. <laughs> Unsinkable Greta James by Jennifer E. Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, I did not enjoy this book. If there's such a thing as hate reading, that's what I did. And I'm very sorry to say that. Mm. Um, and you finished it? I did. So what does that say about me? I'm so shocked. What does that say about me? Um, that You love to be miserable, bro. Huh? <laughs> I said you turned 30 and you just love to be miserable. Now. What the fuck? I needed to be sad. Um, so, okay. This book is about an indie musician who is reeling from the tragedy that reconnects with her estranged father on a week-long cruise in this tale of grief, fame, love, barf. Oh, my God. I can't talk about it. (laughs) I don't like it. Um, So it's about Greta. She's, like, this very famous rock star, plays the guitar, and her Mm -hmm. mom passes away while she's on tour, and she feels really guilty about it because she's like, I should have been there. And everyone's telling her, you Mm -hmm. didn't know what was going to happen because she wasn't even sick. Like, she just passed away Mm -hmm. randomly. Um, So then her brother calls her up and was like, listen, our dad is going on a cruise, and it was the cruise for their anniversary, and he shouldn't go alone because, you know, that's pretty depressing, so can you go with him? And she's like, no, we don't get along, so why would I go? And he's like, can you stop thinking about just yourself and do this for our dad? And she's like, okay, fine. So she goes on the cruise. And right off the bat, she's like, not a very likable character. Because you're like, damn, your dad is going Mm -hmm. through like, it was his high school sweetheart. They've been married for 40 years. And it was on their 40th anniversary. You know what I mean? Like, just have a little heart. Anyway. I get that. I I get that. But I also get an opposite. I also get the, Mm -hmm. the, like, I guess her point of view. Because you can always, like... Well, I don't know, because, like, this is very, like, personal for me, but when my mom passed away, I felt a lot of resentment towards my dad. Mm. And, like, they weren't together or anything like that, but, like, someone who I was so close to passed mm-hmm. away, and then a- another person who I wasn't that close to at the time didn't. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like my mom did everything for me. Like, just back background, like, you know, my, my mom did everything for me. She raised me, you know, right. my dad was, you know, doing whatever he was doing. And, like, I had that resentment towards him. And even though that was my only parent, I didn't think about his pain that he had from losing my mom. Right. You know, even though they weren't together or anything like that, but they were also high school sweethearts. They also spent, mm-hmm. like, a, a, more than a decade together. Okay. But I didn't take that into consideration because I was just like... I'm hurting mm-hmm. and like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like I get both I'll get both of I got you I got you it's just the way it was written to me was very right. hard because there has to be at least one character that you feel like something towards and the whole book is just like you see only the faults on each character and there's no redeeming mm, quality okay. to it and it's like you can't okay. go through a whole book and still not like the characters at the end. Because I can see from right, the exactly. dad's side how the dad was, like, super tough on her, didn't, like, respect her career, and was like, you need to get a real mm. job and you need to get married. And she's like, I don't think happiness is getting married, and I don't think that my job is not as respectable as any other job. And, like, I get those points. Like, right, I got right. each side of the problem. But she she needed to be more likable as yeah, a character. Yeah, and like the writing was really right. tough to get through. It was like, it was more okay. telling than it was. What, what's the way? 
more showing than telling. More telling than showing. <laughs> One of those. Right, right, um, right. And then she throws in like a love story into it and that was very tough to read because it's like how what is this adding to the plot other than like having a little rom-com on the side when the if she had focused right. on like just that and the and the daughter reconnecting and like understanding each other like it would have been an amazing book but she was distracting the plot with this love story and then the dad gets like a stomach bug so he's like in bed for like more than half of the book <laughs> and she's off mm, and she's off okay. doing something with the dude and it's like i don't like it i don't like it right you wouldn't you wouldn't do that so like i guess it was like the fault of the the writer yeah. like you had you had a good plot you had a good like because that just seems like a good plot like okay this woman just lost her mom yeah. and then you know she's forced to go onto this to this like cruise with her dad who she doesn't really get along mm-hmm. with and there was just so much potential there but it got right it's like the not the fault of the writer because the writer has their own like intentions for the book and the characters have their own intentions mm-hmm. for the book like you, you know if, if you met like if you personify writing right. you know it has its own intentions yeah, exactly but it seems like the the writer did I guess didn't have a clear view of what she wanted because right. if she would have just focused on the relationship with the mom with the with the daughter and the father mm-hmm. this would this could have had the potential of being a really good book yeah yeah absolutely and then maybe she stretched herself thin is this her first like no oh, so this is the thing that I also mm, wanted damn. to bring up <laughs> you know it's never good this is the thing it's never good um so okay. she's only written YA up until this point so this is her first adult novel okay and okay the whole time I knew that before looking it up. Like, as I was reading it, I was yeah. like, this is reading a little kiddish. This is reading, like, a little YA drama. Right. And then I look it up, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is her debut in adult fiction. And I was like, that makes uh, right. 100% sense. Because the main character yeah. is, like, in her late 30s, but she's acting like she's 18. And I'm like, a grown-up wouldn't... Ooh, girl, I hate, I hate, I I know, I hate I that. Know. I, I hate that so much. Oh my god! I hate it. Like a grown up would not act this way. She is having a tantrum. Right. Like that. No. No. Um, so yeah, guys, I didn't like this book. Um, it was very tough, but I finished it for some reason. Oh, I was buddy reading it with Jalissa, so we we read it together, and maybe she'll come on the podcast and we'll have a little discussion because she she could see mm, more potential than I did, I guess. And I okay. want you to read so it as that's well, why it's, so that we can all yeah. talk about it. Vina hates when we all like, read something <laughs> because you guys team up, and it's not fair. It's not fair. Um, but yeah, this was. Um, but okay. yeah, those are my three last reads. And what are yours? Okay, so I read one, two, three, oh. four, five. I read five. Oh, here books. she is showing off. Oh God. <laughs> No, and I was going to say, like, I've been having a slow, like, I feel like I haven't been able to, like, finish books, so, mm, I don't know. Okay. So, the last book that I read was, well, the first last book that I read was Delilah Doesn't Care by Ashley Herring Blake. Mm. And it's a, bar- it's a part of, like, a black, um, it's called the Black Fall series. And it wasn't my cup of tea. There was just so many things that were really annoying about it. And I had that same problem with you had with, with your last read is that, like, the problems that they had and the way that they went about their problems, it did not seem that like these women were 30 mm. years old. Like, maybe I would have, like, believed it if they were, like, 22. But, like, as somebody who's about to be 30, like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that I'm in my realization phase about. And maybe just some people, like, you know, go through different phases in their life. But it was just, it wasn't believable. I couldn't believe mm. it. I couldn't believe how young they went about the situation. How, like, I don't know. 
That's just my <laughs> opinion. And then she kept repeating their fucking names every chapter. Oh I was gosh. like, what the... Like, I know who you are. Like, that shit was so annoying. Mm. And um, I'm still going to read the second book. Like, because... <laughs> The second book in the series is called Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail. And I feel like I want to see how better the writing gets. And I kind of want to know Astrid's story because the first book focused on the stepsister Delilah. And they just come from a broken-ass family. And also, what really pisses me off, and I think, like, you know how I love and I'm a slut for enemies to lovers. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate misunderstanding tropes. Mm. I feel like, and this is completely my opinion, but I feel like it's laziness as a writer. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just my opinion. You could take it with a grain of salt, whatever, but like minor understanding, like minor misunderstandings I get, like that's life, but you're in a 20 year long misunderstanding. That doesn't make 20 sense. 20 years? That just really doesn't. Right. Oh 20 God. years. Like, and it's not, it's not strong enough like a strong enough reason for the plot to be stuck on like for it to solely focus on that and then the two main characters have misunderstanding i was just like Mm. come on girl Mm -hmm. get it together Mm -hmm. okay now that we stepped away from that because that shit (laughs) pissed me off i was really pissed off for a few a few like weeks after reading this book like it really pissed me off um my la- my second book that I had read was Black Movie by Dana Smith. And I feel like that was just the perfect book to buffer me into my next mm-hmm. read. Because I love Dana Smith so much. And, like, he always has amazing poetry. And with this book, um, I think Black Movie was um, a little bit older. I'm not too sure. Um, but it had one of my favorite... Um, it had one of my favorite poems in there called Dinosaurs in the Hood. And... Um, it it took like really good like really interesting risks like there was these it was like these series of poems maybe like five or six where it was like it changed the plot of of Lion King it was really good and it it was written like a screen like a screenplay so it was like really cool cross genres and I don't know it was a, it was um it was really good I liked okay. it pick nice. it up black movie by Dennis Smith my next one is the falling in love montage by Sierra Smith and I loved parts of this book like I loved the lesbian comedy aspect of it it was cute and I liked the ending I also like when like I guess like YA romance novels like don't uh just look at the romance as the main plot Mm -hmm. like there was also other things that the main character was like the main character's mom had like dementia like early onset dementia so she was going through that while also like trying to go to college so she's like in this very like and it was also in in um in England so like um yeah, it was just really interesting, and it was a really, like, a transitional period in her life, so we we saw that, and it was, like, a summer of her life. There was also some misunderstanding that kind of pissed me off, but it was, like, minor misunderstanding. That wasn't the whole plot, you know? Mm. It was, like, the romantic, like, lesbian romantic comedy was more of the... Which has a misunderstanding in it, you know? Like, you ever looked at a romantic comedy a lot of them where it's like based on like misunderstanding or like assuming or like I don't know I just really love how they took it back like Sierra Smith took it back and she put it into like a lesbian like I don't know it was really cute okay um it was also a lot of references to rom-coms so that was really cool too my next one is was uh the black latinx poetry project by Al um Agria Publishing and it's just an amazing compilation of poets um, that are black and Latinx Mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed it I felt like wow I really relate to so much of this poetry and sometimes that's sometimes 
well, I, I wouldn't say, like, I, I feel like before, sometimes it was hard for you to relate to so much of a book. Mm-hmm. But when you have a book that's, like, by, like, some, some like, people who go through the same things as you and, like, think the same things as you, it's just, you know, it was really Thanks. good. That's the one you got at the lip bar, right? Yeah, that's okay. the one I got at the nice. lip bar. I was really excited to read it, so, yeah. I got Black Movie at the lip bar, too. Sweet. And then we come to The Poison Heart by Kayla oh. Mary. I am so curious. Which I'm gonna... <laughs> okay, so I liked it a better, uh, a lot better than Cinderella's Dead. Yeah. The Poison Heart is the Poison Heart um, series one. So this is the first one in the mm-hmm. series. So uh, Darkness Blooms and... Uh, okay, hold on. Briseis, I'm saying this so wrong. It's from like Greek mythology. Has a gift. She can grow plants from tiny seeds to rich blooms from a single touch. When her aunt dies and will and the will uh gave her an estate in rural new york brie and her parents decide to leave brooklyn brooklyn behind for a summer hopefully they are surrounded by plants and flowers brie will finally learn to control her gift but their new home is sinister in ways they could never have imagined it comes from a specific set of instructions an old school um apothecary and a whaled garden filled with the deadliest botanicals in the world that can only be entered by those who share Bree's unique family lineage. Now, here's my thing with this, right? Mm -hmm. Is that I kind of, I liked it more than I like Cinderella's Dead, right? I felt like because this is a series, she really took her time expanding things. And, and, you know, I just, I just finished the book, so I'm like on this high. But then I speak to (laughs) Jalissa. And she pointed some things out, and I'm like, damn, girl, you fucked me up. Better, like, you right. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I was like, oh, I really liked it, da-da-da-da. It fucked me up because it left, it, like, it, like, ended on a cliffhanger, and I hate mm. that. And then I got to wait till June to read this fucking book again, <laughs> like, the second part, right. you know? So I'm like, what Julissa said in it, it made me, it, it kind of interested me, mm-hmm. right? Like, she was like... That the main character read younger than she actually was. And I was like, wow, you're so right. <laughs> you're so fucking right. Like, now that I think of back on this, I'm like, she did not read like she was 17. Mm. Like, the way that she went about things read like she was younger. Okay. And if she was, like, maybe 14, I would have believed a lot of the stuff. But I think she was 17 because of the things that happened in this book. I wouldn't allow my 14-year-old child to do mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Like, she would go off in the middle of the night or, like, not middle of the night, but she would, like, leave randomly. And what also I didn't understand was that in Brooklyn, she was kind of, like, sheltered. But here, her parents kind of just let her do whatever she wanted. And I was kind of confused at that. Mm. I was like, because if you have, like, a sheltered, like, parents, why would they automatically let you do things in a rural, like, countryside? Because it's not much safer. Like, things happen... And it wasn't much safer than it was to just go out in Brooklyn. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a lot of stuff that I was just like, I'm very interested to see where she's going to take it. Right. No, I just remember your excitement Cinderella. when you finished it. And then the whole conversation yeah. goes and I'm like, oh, is, is it not going to be yeah. as high a rating? And that's why we wait time <laughs> to rate things because... We have to discuss first. <laughs> and I wasn't going to read this book. I was going to read something else, but um, I got a plant. And I, found, <laughs> I just decided to read this book. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That was your fifth, right? Yeah, that was my fifth. Okay. I'm done. And what are you currently reading? I am reading 808's and Otherworld by Sean Avery Medlin, which I 
am really fucking loving. Ooh, poetry, right? Um, yeah, it's poetry and it's like prose and it has hip hop mm. and like it's such a, it's a book that fucking flows. Like it just has some of the best like flow that I've ever read that I'll go back and I'll be like I didn't realize that was a rhyme and then I'll go back and read it again so I find myself like reading it one time and then going back and reading it again mm-hmm. nice you know like just one poem like poem by poem I'm reading like two or three times because I just love the flow of it so I'll just read a small synopsis 808's in other world integrates the effects of media misrepresentation on the performance of black masculinity through storytelling rhymes and vulnerable narratives in conversations with both contemporary hip-hop culture superhuman mutants video games and systematic anti-blackness the death of darian hunt murdered by police while co- cosplaying 808's other uh, worlds pieces together a speculative reality where black folk are sim- simultaneously superhuman dehumanized it's a love letter to family and self told to an undeniable energetic beat it's an amazing piece of work mm-hmm. like i'm just like i don't want it to end like i'm 50 pages into this book and i i pulled a fucking video <laughs> i strike again <laughs> i did not read this no, I, I did not want to read this book through the weekend because I just like to read Aww. it with coffee. I don't know. I love that. I like to read it while I'm home. I'm not home. I like to read it while I'm out. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> My next book, um, I'm just going to read a little bit of it. Okay. So Tabitha Walker is a black woman with a plan to have it all. At 33, oh, this book is called Black Girls Must Die Exhausted by Jane Allen. I was about to say, what? I just went into the fucking synapses. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just was like, no, bitch, I need to to tell you how I do. Uh, So Tabitha Walker is a black woman with a plan to have it all. At 33 years old, the checklist for the life of her dreams is well underway. Education, check good job check down payment for a nice house check dating marriage material check 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 with a uh, coveted position as a local news reporter a paper perfect boyfriend and even a standing saturday morning appointment with a real reliable hairstylist everything seems to be falling into place then tabby receives an unexpected diagnosis that brings her uh, her picture perfect life crashing down jeopardizing the keystone she took for granted having children with her dream at risk of falling through the cracks of her checklist suddenly she's faced with an impossible uh choice between her career her dream home and a family of her own Hmm. so i'm not very like not very um deep into this Mm -hmm. book i think that i'm 10 pages into this book and i don't know it like you know it just opened up with a lot of information okay like we just get smacked with information before like knowing the character Mm. and i feel like it's a little overwhelming with the pacing i'm gonna stick with it also just to let you know which which also took me off guard was that this is a um a series right yeah and i think it's this yeah it's a series with the same with the same woman i believe Okay. And my confusion comes in with why didn't you begin this book earlier? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't have to just smack us with everything. Mm-hmm. You could have, like, did the pacing a little differently. Huh. Okay. All I know about that book is yeah. that the cover is gorgeous. <laughs> the cover? Let me tell you guys. I got I got both books. Yeah. I got both of yeah. them that are out right now. And um, they're both gorgeous. Yeah, dude. Very pretty. Yeah. I hope I hope it gets better. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to stick with it, but yeah. it didn't... You know how when a book, like, pulls you in? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not pulled in yet. Okay. Give it a few more pages. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it to page fifty. Like I always do. Yeah, that. that's that's legit enough time. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what are you reading? Um, right now, I am reading our book club book. Uh, we picked uh, okay. an Irish author for March, so we're doing Brooklyn by Colm Toybin. Um, I watched a movie when it came out three or five years ago a long time ago i don't remember the movie at all i know i liked it <laughs> so reading the book i'm like oh that happened that happened um so i'm 20 percent in and it's about eilish lacy and she has come of age in a small town in ireland in the hard years following the world war ii and when an irish priest from brooklyn offers to sponsor eilish in america she decides she must go leaving her fragile mother and her charismatic sister behind um, she finds work in a department store on Fulton Street, <laughs> and when she least Ooh. expects it, she finds love. Uh, Tony, who is from a big Italian family, slowly wins her over with his patient sh- charm. Uh, but just as Eilish begins to find love, devastating news from Ireland threatens the promise of her future. Dun, 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 dun. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm twenty. 20- I'm going through so many emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm twenty percent in. It's reading like very dry to me like the way they talk to each other and I guess it's part of the time like they're all traumatized and um they lose their father in the war and like all of their brothers are in war so I get why it's so like stoic most of the time but Mm -hmm. um like you when was it written I'm sorry uh that's a great question when did this book come out it came out in 2010 Okay. But it's reading, like, way before that. <laughs> um, right, of course. Well, that, that means the writer did something. It, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's, so far it's okay. Um, it's divided into five parts, and I'm done with part one, which is when she's in Ireland with her family. In chapter two, she starts um, her trek, and she goes, obviously, by uh, ship to the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so she just got to New York, where I left off. Okay. Um, I've totally, I always love, like... Hmm? No, 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 I'm just going to say I always love, like, those historical fictions where, like, you cross, you know, you go to New York. I don't know what it is. I just, like, <laughs> go to New York in a certain, in a different time because then, yeah. like, I, I think I, it's because I took a, a, a New York class in, like, last semester. Like, mm-hmm. where we read books that were based in New York. Right. And, like, how we read some historical fictions and how so much has changed, but then not a lot of things have changed, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm surprised it, this book wasn't yeah. on that list because, yeah, that would have been good for the class. Um, right. But yeah, so far so good. We'll see how it goes. I'll definitely watch, rewatch the movie after I finish the book just to like remind myself of what happens. But yeah. Right. That's what I'm reading. And after that, I am going to read Emily St. John Mandel's newest book, which is coming out April 5th. I have, I've had the arc for over a year and I still haven't read it. So I'm going to make sure to read it before the book comes out. Oh my god, I have to read mm-hmm. this soon. Okay. Um, but that one, I have no idea what it's about, but it's my girl, so I'm going to read it. <laughs> I love her. Um, and uh, it's called... What is it called, Vina? I should have looked it up. Vina got a whole list. Like She's like, after this book, I'm about to read that. <laughs> yeah, she's, I'm very organized. <laughs> and after that, we're going to buddy plan. read A Song of Achilles, by the way. Um, yes. So the book is Sea of Tranquility, is what it's called. 
And I hear okay. it's it's going to um, bring back characters from her other books, I think. That's what I heard. Um, so I'm excited mm. to see her do that because when authors do that, it's a little tricky. But yeah. What, when they like make a book in, a, in the same world? Yeah, like I know Taylor Jenkins Reid does it like beautifully. She does it really well. She but does it. I've read another author but then you have, like, who tried it and it did not work out. But now I can't remember who that is. Right. I feel like uh, like Taylor Jenkins Reid does it just I don't know I feel like it's like she could do anything and it'll be flawless to me <laughs> and I'm we're like, like yes she's a, she's a genius. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're you guys are all caught up on what we've read. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so this episode we are celebrating women authors, obviously for Women History Month, and we decided to pick women who are debut novelists. Yes. And we're each going to discuss three books that we recommend picking up or that you might have missed because they're already out. Um, but they're all their first works. So if you want to do one and then I'll do one. OK, take it away. OK, so the first book that I am looking forward to um, reading is by a debut woman. A debut woman writer. Wow, that was... Okay. Mm-hmm. It's called The <laughs> Lesbiana's Guide to Catholic School by Sonora Reyes. It's supposed to be published on May 17, 2022. And Julissa is actually the person who put this on my radar. This one is um called... It's it's about a 17-year-old Yamalette Flores def- uh, prefers drawing attention for her killer eyeliner, not for being the new kid at a mostly white, very rich Catholic school. But at least here, no one knows she's gay. And Yami intends to keep it that way. After being outed by her crush and be- ex-best friend, she could use a fresh start. As Stalin Catholic, Yami has new priorities, make her mom proud, keep her brother out of trouble, and most importantly, don't fall in love. Granted, she's never been great at any of those things, but that's the problem for future Yami. The thing is, it's hard to fake being straight when Bo, the only openly queer girl at school, is so annoyingly perfect and smart and talented and cute. (laughs) Either way, Yami isn't going to make the same mistake again. If word got back to her mom, she could face a lot worse than rejection, so she'll start to she'll she'll have to start asking WWSGD what would a straight girl do told in a captivating <laughs> voice that is that is by turns hilarious vulnerable and searingly honest the lesbianist uh, guide to catholic school explores the joys and heartless heartaches of living your full truth out loud oh i'm just so excited for this book to be outed mm-hmm. oh my god i can't even sucks yeah yeah sucks well if you want this book you i have an arc so you can have it yes <laughs> It's yes. yours. It's yours. It's yes, got your name man. on it. I'm so excited. Uh, no, when I was looking up uh, which books to talk about on this episode, I wanted I I saw that and I was like, well, we have to discuss this book. It sounds so good, right? Um, and just to and let the viewers know that, like, we looked for books separately, so we didn't tell each other what <laughs> debut books like writers we were gonna pick, and we picked yeah. two. Of the same ones. Of the same ones. So out of the three. There you go. What are the chances? <laughs> I thought you were kidding me. I was like, did I share with you? And I just didn't know it. Like nope. what the heck? Um all right. Yeah. That's why we have to we're to trying to like find a balance of coordinating but also surprising. And we can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's impossible. Now yeah. we're thinking the same way. We are. <laughs> okay, so um so my first pick is Brown Girls by Daphne Palasi. Andrades. Oh, I have uh, this. this one is already out. Yes. Are you excited? Yes. 
Um, so this remarkable debut brings you deep into the lives of a group of friends, young women of color growing up in Queens, New York. And I love how they describe Queens as the most vibrant and eclectic borough. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, sure. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so here, streets echo with languages from all over the globe. Subways rumble above dollar stores. Trees bloom and topple across sidewalks. And the briny scent of the ocean wafts from Rockaway Beach. God damn. Queens sounds really good. <laughs> anyway, so here, girls like Nadira, Gabby, Nas, Trish, Angelique and many others attempt to reconcile their immigrant backgrounds with the American culture they come from. Um, and here they become friends for life, or so they vow. Mm. So um, I've had an arc for over a year. I haven't read it, but I, I, I think it's doing really well. Like we've, she came by and signed copies at the store, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, it, the, feedback that i've gotten from customers is that they love it so we should read it yeah (laughs) and if our listeners have missed it somehow um yeah pick it up and support this debut awesome lady and she lives in queens which is awesome uh all right so go ahead with your second my second one is blood sion is that what it says scar yeah sion by deborah filet was pu- it was published on May 8th. Now this cover made me think of Avatar, like the blue people. Ooh. Didn't it make you think of that? Because this is the one that you picked up. Yes, well. yeah. this is also one. <laughs> I was like, Zoli, uh, But yes, Zoli I thought the same. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, so uh, 15-year-old Sloane can incinerate an enemy at will. She is a scion, a descendant of the ancient Orisha gods, under the Lucas brutal rule, her identity means her death if her powers are discovered. But when she is forcibly co- um, conscripted into the um, Lucius army on her 15th birthday, Sloane sees a new opportunity to overcome the bloody challenges of Lucius training and destroy them from within. Sloane rises through the ranks and gains strength, but in doing so, risks something greater, losing herself entirely and becoming the very monster she abhors 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 i'm i'm sorry that it's okay I don't know. it just sounded like it was the hardest paragraph for me to read i'm sorry guys but my <laughs> my okay. anxiety and my not my anxiety my dyslexia was just tripping i was just like Aww. it didn't want to read these words but i'm so excited for this book mm-hmm. it just sounds like something i would fucking read and it was be yeah. something i would obsess over and yeah, I'm just so excited 100%. for this book. All right. Yeah, it sounds really good. And it's something I'm right up your alley. Yeah, it is. Um, it, okay, it, so it made me think of a Kata Witch a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, my next one is Lulu and Milagros Search for Clarity by Angela Velez. And it's already out again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's being compared to... Did you ever watch the movie Booksmart? No, I couldn't. Oh. I don't know why. You couldn't? No, I, Ooh. like, watched a few minutes of it, and I just didn't. I don't know. Huh. Okay, okay. It, I, wasn't, so it's, I wasn't in the mood to mm-hmm. watch it yet. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. But it's compared to Booksmart um, and meets Never Have I Ever, which I, I don't know if that's a book or a movie. Um, so it's a Latinx road trip adventure book. Mm. It's a big-hearted, voice-driven YA about two sisters who couldn't be more different. But 
reluctantly become partners on their school's cross-country college trip from mm. debut author Angela Velez. It's perfect for fans of Lilian Rivera, who I think you have read, um, Jenny Han, and Sanya Minan. Mm. Uh, on a journey from Baltimore all the way to San Francisco, Lulu and Milagro have to partner up as they unpack weighty family expectations, uncover Clara's secrets, and maybe even discover the true meaning of sisterhood. Yay. <laughs> now, you want to hear something um, funny? Yeah. The synopsis that you're reading, I almost picked this book. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, my God. Yeah. We would have been three for three, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it sounds really cute. And I'm um, all about Latinx going on a road trip, so... Mm-hmm. We shall see. And what is your last recommendation? Okay, so my last one is actually a poetry book that I'm so excited for. It comes out March 26th, so I don't know if this episode will be out by then, but pick it up. <laughs> it's called Let the Dead In by Sadia Ag- Agostini. It comes Ooh. out, uh, like I said, March 26th, I'm sorry. When I found this, I was in s- it was instantly excited to read it. Um, mm-hmm. it's her first full-length poetry collection. It's an exploration of mythologies that seek to sub- uh, subjugate black bodies and the counter-stories that reject such subjugation. Audacious, sensual, and grieving, this work explores how black women harness the fantastic, the fantastic to craft their own road to freedom. A journey across Guyana, London, and the United States. It is a meditation of, um, on black womenhood, queerness, the legacy of colonization, and pleasure. These poems craft a creation story fat with love, queerness, mermaids, and blackness. Now, mermaids got me because I was like, okay, I got to read this book. <laughs> like, and uh, right. no, I just really like this is something that's like right up my alley that I would just love. Like, I'm so excited to read this book. I have never read mm-hmm. her books, but, like, she's been published in a few anthologies and stuff like that. Maybe I'll look... I didn't even mm-hmm. look up any of her poetry. Maybe I will. And mm-hmm. then I'll buy this book as well. It'd be interesting if you hold off, though. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I'll probably yeah, hold off. To shit. Knowing me, I'll okay. probably forget to look it up after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat my dinner that, and be like, that's on brand. I was supposed to do something today. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so my last one. I am very excited. I recorded a whole voice note and sent it to you, Angelissa. But it's The Girls and Queens by Christine Candic Torres. Mm-hmm. So the reason I'm excited is because I looked at the back of the book and they compare it to Dominicana and to Sally Rooney, which is like my, the best worlds colliding. Right. And then the first sentence takes place in Kew Gardens right by the bookshop. And I'm like, this is I need to read this like I'm, wow. I'm obligated at this point <laughs> where where in Kew Gardens uh by the courthouse on Union oh, Turnpike oh okay yeah, yeah dude yeah. dude so I read the first sentence and I'm like okay it's, it's time for me to read this yeah eventually like, when I finish. I'm down <laughs> um okay so it's um Christine Torres is the author is a writer brimming with talent makes her exciting debut with a tale of two Latinx women coming of age in Queens New York this is very similar to my first pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's an emotionally resonant novel infused with the insight, power, and poignancy of Angie Cruz, Jacqueline Woodson, and Sally Rooney. That's like three <laughs> mega hits. Right. That's insane. 
so the best friends are growing up along Clement Moore Avenue in Queens. Brisma and Kelly will do anything for each other. They keep each other's secrets uh, from their mother's hidden heartbreaks to warding off the unwanted advances of creepy neighbors. Their exclusive world shifts when they begin high school and Brisma falls in love with Brian, mm. the local baseball legend. Always the wallflower to the vibrant and alluring Kelly, Brisma is secretly thrilled to be chosen by the popular athlete to finally have someone that belongs to her alone. But as she, Brian, and Kelly fall into the roles that have been set for them, they ignite a bonfire of unrealized hopes and dreams, smoldering embers that finally find some oxygen to burn. Hmm. God damn. What is going to happen? I don't know. But it comes out June 14th. Okay. In the summer. And I also have the arc and I plan to read it. Fingers crossed before then. And I'll let you guys know how it is. But yeah, it sounds really good. I'm very excited for her. Very excited. Yeah, it sounds cool. And you know, I don't think I've realized how, like, diverse Queens is. Like, I always, whenever somebody asks me, like, where I'm from, I'm, I always be like, Brooklyn. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, I always sleep on Queens because I, I just lived here. <laughs> like, I went to school in Brooklyn. Like, like my whole life was, like, in Brooklyn. And then I yeah. lived in Virginia. So, like, I didn't have, like, you know, all my like, my family lives in Queens. But, like, you know, working in Queens, mm-hmm. you know, like, I've worked in when I worked at the bookshop, I realized how diver- like how many people live here, like how many different yeah. people live here from all different types of like of course, life, yeah, like every huge. country. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just really interesting to, mm-hmm. I don't know, really sit there and think about like how many people, how many different people live in Queens. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah it's pretty diverse. Pretty yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, those are our recommendations. Yes. Let us know if you've read them or if you're excited as well. And um, we'll come back with a mini episode soon and share future books that are coming out from our faves. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Are we good? Yeah, we are good, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.